the big thing is your RSS. It's that's your your kind of your key foundation. Get somebody in your group that can manage an RSS feed because that links to everything. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hey. Hey. <laughs> and today we have Christopher Morton from Indeed Podcast. Hi, Chris. How's it going? Greetings and salutations, sir. It's really oh, great to be here. It's going to be one of those days, ladies and gentlemen. Just know. You can't see us pointing the fingers, though. On the <laughs> Finger guns. Finger guns. Hey. Uh, Chris, can you tell us a little bit about the Indeed podcast? What is it? What do you do? All those things. The Indeed podcast started, uh, gosh, we're now going on about uh, 12 years. We've been running off and on. We started through the digital media place where we went to Nerdtacular. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Scott Johnson, part of Frog Pants Studios. He's one of those tech guys who did podcasting for so long, he made it a lifestyle and he made money on it. So we're going to Nerdtacular and we all go to the first one and we're like, hey, we want to do this too because we're all old friends from you know high school, some of us from middle school. So now, we for want somebody who might not know what's Nerdtacular. Nerdtacular was a grouping and gathering of gamers, geeks, and the whole genre of everything. It was a little bit different than what you see like in Comic Cons. This focuses on more the middle, kind of the media geekdom. And when this is back in the early uh, 2005, where podcasting was just really getting the big boom and understanding of what, what like it can do. Pre-iPhone. Yeah, pre-iPhone and pre the just video bloggers, pre-Twitch, pre-YouTube. Also, YouTube was there, but wasn't near as popular There's yet. There's a dating site still, I think, in 2005. Well, did everything start as a dating site? Pretty much, yeah. My space. Yeah. It's so crazy. Okay, anyway. That's so it all. Did you say for fuck's sake? Yes, I did. Because <laughs> that's a bit ironic. And there goes the rating for the show. That's right. <laughs> And by the way, Indeed Podcast is G-rated, and uh, this one so mark is explicit. <laughs> yeah, we just we just mark them. It, whatever. So anyway, it's more for the fandom side of it, not just like well, what modern day Comic Con is, and then the split there from. You mean where you get to pay to go in to pay to buy stuff? Yeah. It's amazing. And then, you know, your PAX conventions and stuff like that, too. Oh, gosh, yeah. PAX West, PAX East, PAX South, PAX Australia. Been to all those. I right. I want to go. Not oh, going to lie. Phenomenal. The PAX are actually better than some of the Comic Cons. In fact, Rose City Comic Con has been good, but I'm actually going to be going to, I'm trying to get a table at Burning Cat, which is part of the oatmeal. And that's here in Portland. They're doing the Burning Yeah, Cat. I saw that. I, I'm, I'm subscribed to their newsletter so I can find out when that, everything's going to be. I don't think I can have like a table. I'll be like, you guys want some marketing um, with your... Actually, uh, tables are free for them. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you're not a conglomerate and you're just a smaller grouping, tables and for creators are free. Oh, okay. Again, back when Comic-Cons were smart at what they did and focused on the creators and the people, right. not what you get with San Diego Comic-Con, Emerald City Comic-Con, where it's more about the big industry. No offense. Great places to go, but they've lost their focus on what the fandom was about. So we, San Diego Comic-Con was now just movie premiere day. It is. Pretty much is all it is. But we wanted to start a podcast more uh, for my kids 
because I wanted something that they could have after I'm long gone. They go, this is your grandpa, and this is what right. he did. And we're all gamers, and we all come from the background of World of Warcraft. So we're all hardcore World of Warcraft players. And that's what Scott Johnson did. He had the Instans, Extra Life Radio, and all that. So we joined with Todd Whitehead, and he had an off-site. And we didn't go independent. We actually went with him under his studio because we did a couple of shows. He listened. He liked us. So we ended up in vtwproductions.com, which is a kind of a grouping of other podcasts and bloggers and, and such like that. For over the years... They've migrated more into the live Twitch feed now, like Show X. Wayne, who runs the station, phenomenal guy, great podcast and for Twitching. He's moved over to the Twitch scene, which we haven't made the jump yet. Mm-hmm. Now, again, for people who may not know, what's Twitch? Yeah. Ah, Twitch. So Twitch I like to call it Gamer YouTube. G- gamer YouTube, <laughs> and that's all it is. It's, Owned by Amazon. There is a huge market for Twitch streamers. It's an incredible market. That kind of stems off, you don't realize, the production of World Series in gaming industry, League of Legends, Mm -hmm. which runs a near-billion-dollar industry for the world gaming on Korea, now Overwatch and and just multitude other games. Well, people like to play these games and they Twitch stream them. And so you get advertisers. If you Twitch stream enough and you have enough followers, you get the beautiful sensation of getting money back. And so you get these kids who are like 14, 15, 16, who are gifted as gamers, Making money. So when we're growing up, our parents were like, well, you'll never make money at that. Right. I'm never going to make money playing a game. And yeah. now they have esports tournaments where, like, the top prize is $9 million. And- Fortnite. Um, oh. Their yeah. last tournament, the Fort World Series or whatever they called it, right? The championship team took away, like, $10 million. Esports is huge right now. We have a client right now. Honestly, revenue-wise, I think they're our fourth or fifth largest client, and all they do is rent out uh, equipment for, like, trade shows and stuff, but, like, half their business is renting computers and monitors and and equipment to esports. Keith, uh, who is part of the podcast, his company does setting up for those kind of conventions and stuff like that. So the market is out there, and a lot of people are making it. Overwatch, when they first started their tournaments, all their players, their standard wage is 50000 a year. Mm-hmm. And all expenses are paid. Wow. And you have, you have a team of six. Pretty good so, for playing games. Exactly. And they made a big industry. And that's when one of our big visa scenarios came up where they opened up visas for esports as athletes several years ago. So esports people can get in the United States with a athletic visa. Gives them you know, a lot of permissions and ability to get throughout the United States during tournaments, especially in Seattle and San Francisco. So we saw on the podcast, you know, I mean, Indeed has moved over a lot because we started out as a general gaming podcast. We talked about interesting topics going on at the time. We saw the brands of technology. One of our segments was Creepy or Cool, which was phenomenal. I took the, I went to like <laughs> gadgets and DARPA. I love you guys because you came up with the greatest items that were just way out there. And anything coming out of Japan was crazy too. I uh, got topics galore that we covered. And some of them came to real life. That was crazy. Talking about DARPA, have you seen that fake DARPA video that somebody made that has like the robots that look like the actual like military robots, except they made them so that they like uh, have guns and they're shooting them, but they're pushing them around yep. and stuff. And or they look like Boston Dynamics. That's what it was. Boston Dynamics. They kicked it over where they yeah. were, but they turn around with the the robot gets up and shoots everybody. It's like kick me over. They had one where the robot flips over a table full of guns and yep. grabs the robot dog and runs away. <laughs> yep. And it's very, very uh, Skynet. We don't know it's if that didn't happen. That could have happened. That's true. 
Maybe it did happen for real, but it was CGI. We all live in the matrix. They just reset something. We're fine. So you've been doing the podcast thing for a while. So how, how hard was it to get started? Because at that point, you're kind of pioneering something new that not a lot of people doing. You're not able to access a podcast from your phone at that point and just binge listen to podcasts. So how hard was it to get started? Really not too bad. In the group of four guys here, we all had separate talents. A lot of podcasts start with one or two people. If you're doing it by yourself, you're blogging. A little bit different than podcasting. If you're doing it with two people or more, you try to find someone with opposing views or someone with just slightly different views to give you on a topic. It's not very hard to get two people to sit down and talk about something. And it's not too hard to find a niche for everything. A good example, I'm going to hit some bronies out here, the My Little Pony fandom. When that took <laughs> off, seriously, it, you would never understand how big a fandom can get. No different than Harry Potter Wizarding World. You got to find a niche. And even if you have small niches that you don't think a lot of people like, podcast about it. And you're going to find out there's a lot of people that like the stuff you like. And it gets bigger. And for you to understand what you want to talk about, always think about how you want to phrase it, and how passionate are you about the topic. If you get in those two points, you're going to have some rough times at first. I was pointing out earlier is you have called the trashy 10 or the, the horrible 10, which is your first 10 podcast, especially a brand new person, you're going to cringe about because you're not going to have pattern. You're not going to have flow. You're going to have the worst word that you're going to use forever is um, 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 um. That's why you need sound guy. Yeah, sound guy finds ums. The ums are very specific on a sound record. You can see them, and you know that's an um, that's an um. Those are all ums. Those are all ums. There's some things you just can't fix in post. So yeah, about that, about like like your first episodes out of the gate kind of thing. I saw something super interesting actually just yesterday. I found this out, which is funny because we had talked about having you on the podcast before I discovered this thing. Somebody went back and made an episode zero of their podcast instead of starting at one. And episode zero tells you which they think are the favorite episodes you should listen to. So, cause they had like 250 episodes or something. So episode zero says, well, and this one, this one, and this one, we talk about these topics. And this one, this one, this one, we talk about these topics. So instead of having to listen to 250 episodes, you could just find the ones about the topics you want and go to those and then catch up later kind of thing. Episode zero recaps are very important. A lot of story, uh, podcasts that get above that 200 mark will do that to get people interested in the podcast and not having to get that cringing 10, but they can push right forward. Indeed, though, has gone through a lot of changes for the podcast. We didn't stay on the, the standard format of a regular show. We broke out from different segments. We had Indeed Sketchbook, which, again, was phenomenal because I get to meet a lot of cartoonists out there. And both Keith and I are artists. We do anthropomorphic artwork, a lot of cartooning. Uh, Keith runs his Outer Space Inn comic ship, which is regular, and I guest star on that. Carrie's run more in the music world. He's in multiple bands, so he gets the music side of it. We had Indeed Rhythm, which we had Molly Lewis, uh, The Double Clicks here from Portland, right. Jonathan Coltron, Five Iron Frenzy. And then with the podcasting with Indeed Sketchbook, we had Bill Holbrook, who's done a lot of great cartooning online, Scout Sava, and a lot of these other people. You get to meet people, and you find out they really like to be on podcasts. Oh, yeah. They love the interview. They love the touch of culture, and it's a great outsource for you to meet people. And that's when you have a podcast, it comes down to contacts, contacts, contacts. It's all about social media. Get your name out there. Talk to people. Understand. Get feedback. And then you have the worst thing is critical feedback that comes back. You're going to have to listen to some of the negative. And that's just the way. You know, I honestly think that's an opportunity, right? Because 
someone out there cares enough to tell you about problems that you're having with your podcast. Right. Absolutely. So that you can make a difference. Instead of just going, eh, delete or unsubscribe. This happens in companies all the time with their customer service problems, right? Is they go, oh, well, it's just a bunch of complainers. But no, <laughs> they're the one in 10 who decided to actually tell you about this problem that you have that you need to fix with your company. And if you take those things to heart and you make the changes that you need to make those changes in your customer service or your podcast or whatever that is, right? Then that turns your customer service from being a cost into an actual marketing activity where you can use that to improve your product, you can iterate your service, and you can make basically better decisions, better train your employees, and all those things can happen, right? Oh, yeah. Negative to a positive. Yeah, it's something that you can actually turn into a lot of different aspects of your life, too. It doesn't have to just be business. It doesn't have to just be people criticizing your podcast, whatever the case is. Your wife, right? If you don't like your wife's cooking, please, for the love of God, tell her in a tactful way. And come up with a solution to it. Yes, so you know what, honey? First. Can I, yeah, get consent <laughs> to talk about this. So, you know, maybe it's, can I help cook? And you learn to cook together so you don't eat her terrible cooking all the time. I'm using this as an example. My wife is a fantastic cook. I love eating her food, obviously. So just saying, if there's something in a personal relationship that you care enough to actually say something about, get consent. We talked about it with Joe Applebaum a couple episodes ago. Actually, we recorded it. But that episode is going to be out on, well, yeah, I guess it will. But when this comes out, it'll be three episodes ago. See? Okay. All right. So there we go. We talked about it. And get consent, have the conversation, and be constructive about it. If you just complain and don't have answers, you're just bitching. You know? Be constructive. And now, a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will be right back. Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. Back to podcasting. Starting podcasts can be difficult for some. Like you said, you have to have another person with an opposing view. Otherwise, you're just a vlogger, right? Or a yeah. blogger or whatever they call a podcast person who just talks. That's just a blog, flat out Just blog. a blog. All Audio right. blog, yep. Okay. If you video it, that's a vlogger. All right. So there's like, it's like Seth Godin's podcast. He doesn't have guests. He just talks. It's yeah. just him, right? And then you have people like where there's one person and they have guests. And then you can have like usually one or two co-hosts like we have where we have one or two guests at a time. And I've even seen some like panel stuff, you know, where they have one person who's a host and then they have like three or four guests about a topic. That's very important. Right. When you're doing podcasting, one person has to be the host. They have to steer their conversation and they need to make it focused to a drive to a, either a point or to an end of a show. Because honestly, we can talk forever. That can go on. Yeah, great conversation, talking. Oh, yeah. But you need that steering action to keep on track because we get off track on everything we talk about. Absolutely. I never get off track, though. Bullshit. <laughs> um, Mark is explicit. We already discussed oh, yeah. that. Sorry. Yeah. Cover your kids' ears while you're listening <laughs> your today. your kids' ears. Whatever. We do. And it's very easy when it's a lively conversation, when it's a high-energy conversation. You can talk for days and days and days. But having somebody be able to steer that, like you were saying, is is huge. But there's well, a lot one thing that we do on our podcast is we don't really have a time limit, right? Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, good and bad, right? Because <laughs> sometimes you can't figure out how long our episode's going to be. I mean, you can 
look at the thing and it'll tell you how long it's going to be. But I mean, you don't like if you listen to like John Lee Dumas's podcast, it's always 15 minutes every single time. Like it's exactly 15 minutes, yep. you know, or, you know, so a lot of people have their their episodes structured to be a certain amount. And it's edited down from a longer conversation usually. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of cut out the good parts. You know, we have some that I think our longest one was like 54 minutes. And that's getting a bit long. I mean, you better have a big commute if you're going to be listening <laughs> to that commute. for... But the nice thing about podcasts is you can stop, right? Go right. do whatever you're doing, get back in your car or whatever, turn it back on. and It's education on demand if it's an educating podcast. If it's an entertainment podcast, same thing, entertainment on demand. Right. Nobody really likes listening to the radio and the same 10 songs over and over and over again. It gets old, and that's kind of why radio is dying. But that's another conversation for another time. So when thinking about podcasting, we've already asked, like, how hard was it to get started? There's a lot of different so things So how hard is it to, to get started about. now? Not very. No. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, Thank you, Nike. Don't sue us. You, you can. You, <laughs> yeah. That's right. Copyright. Yeah. Put the headset on, the microphone. Most headsets today have great mics. I mean, mm-hmm. I use an Artemis uh, 633. Mm-hmm. Great headset. And it has a great mic on there. Granted, if you want to put a little money into it when doing podcasts, do it. Because clarity means everything. And they're not. They're pretty cheap. The biggest thing for any starting podcast I still use today is a Blue Snowball. I love that mic. If not, use a Yeti. I use the Yeti. Yeti, another wonderful mic. Both those mics for quality and what you're going to pay about, you know, 40 bucks. If you want to pay 80, you can get a boom on it, so it's a little bit easier to adjust. But still, you're quality mics. Recording programs are anything. I mean, if you have an Apple, it's probably going to be GarageBand. You know, Cubase is another one we used in early days. I know my buddy uses, when we record Indeed, he has GarageBand recorded. Then he sends me the MP4 files, and I do all the editing on Audacity. And seriously, if you want free software that is just amazing. We added on Audacity. Audacity. What a free. Yeah, it's freeware. Works great. So we record in a studio, but it's a a music school. It's not like a professional music recording studio. But, I mean, we've had people tell us that our podcast sounds better than any other one that they've been on. Oh, absolutely. Your clarity is great. And also when we record remotely, we use this fantastic software called Squadcast. Mm-hmm. And Squadcast lets us talk to each other with voice compression while we're talking to each other, but it records locally on that machine at the same time. Yep. And then when the podcast is finished, we hit the stop button, and then it uploads all of those tracks to us so that we can edit each track separately. Yeah, you and we have a sound guy who edits it. And you can find people online or in your local community who can edit your podcast for you for, you know, inexpensively, especially if you're a business, right? And if you're just starting out and they're just starting out too, find something to trade. They might have something that you want, which in this case would be podcast editing. You might have something that they want, whatever that is. Maybe you sell dogs. Well, if you're a company with five or more employees, it's probably inexpensive enough that it's not going to make any dent in your budget. I mean, I think it costs us between 100 and 150 bucks an episode to produce this podcast. That's after paying for studio rental time, studio our time. time, our time, software cost, labor cost, everything, taxes, yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, what does it cost us? 600 bucks a month to produce this podcast at the most for yeah. a business. I mean, that's nothing for a marketing budget. Go run $600 of Google ads and, and see how much business is going to drive. I mean, it is going to drive some. Oh, yeah, a little bit. But over the long term, you're not going to get branding out of pay-per-click, right? No. So, but your podcast is going to be out there basically as long as you want. And it has good interaction. I said, listen to your people. That are, podcast listeners are very fanatic people. They really love. I know Show X is some great ones. Nice about Show X is we're worldwide. So uh, we have people in England, in Russia, Scotland, down in 
Germany. Have people, one of our biggest listeners is from Egypt. Yeah, crazy. He like for us, us China. Time. Holy smoke. The Chinese downloads are incredible. It's like, well, I guess somebody likes us there and the Chinese government's not blocking us. So win win. <laughs> Don't sue us, China. <laughs> Don't sue us, China. There's a lot of people who shouldn't sue us this episode. So um, one big advantage to podcasting that I think companies kind of overlook. Well, I'm, actually, there's two advantages, I would say, that companies overlook. And the first one is you can get a whole lot of free advice and education for your business yes. by having the people who teach the stuff come on your show. So if somebody writes a book about how to improve productivity, you have them on your show and they give you all this advice of how to improve your productivity for nothing. Yeah. Right. Because they want to be on your show because they want to spread the word about their book or whatever it is. Right. And you have them on the show and now you get to use that information to improve your business. Oh, right? it's a win win. Oh, yeah, absolutely. it's absolutely a win win. And the other thing is if you have someone you want to get as a client or maybe it's a client you already have that you want to get better retention with and, you know, or have a better relationship with, you just invite them on your show. Right. And, yeah. and you talk to them and and now you have face-to-face communication with somebody and pretty much everybody we've ever had on the show I still talk to all the time like on LinkedIn or on Facebook or whatever right oh it's all about building the contacts you want to use in the future and podcasting can give you that foundation to bring you into a new level of understanding what's out there in the world right and it's really nice it's really nice especially when you're in topics of just finding people that like the same stuff as you or you end up learning more about something you end up liking about it. The, my right. favorite parts was just the sketchbooks because, you know, since I'm an artist, I do digital art. I like meeting these other cartoonists. Some of them like uh, Bill Holbrook, who's been around for 30 years. He did traditional print. He does the ele- uh, the electronic uploads every day on his, you know, Kevin Kell, Safe Haven, and Fast Track, which you've probably seen those cartoons off and on. But getting to hear his experiences were amazing. Scott Silva of Dreamland Chronicles, I found out he was the the model for the Paperboy in the Paperboy game because his dad worked for Atari. And at the end of the show, Kiefer and I are like, holy smokes. That's an old school game. We, we talked to Paperboy. Right. <laughs> it was great. That was Did a game where, where you were on like a bicycle and you had to throw the newspapers yep. to land them on the porch. But if you miss, they'd like break a or window the, the mailbox. or whatever. You get the oh, mailbox. Yeah, you need to hit the mailbox. Yeah. The dog chase yeah, you. The dog would chase yeah. you. Yeah. Not going postal. That was a different game. Yeah. Different. Totally different. <laughs> that was that real was the, dark. That was the predecessor to Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> going postal. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Going postal. You were a postal worker who went crazy and you had to basically gun down people in the yep. neighborhood. Wow. That was the video game. And this was pre-school shooting days. You know, yes. like it was way old school. Absolutely not advocating going postal. Just... Just putting that out there. This is a do not thing. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about equipment, quick microphone, right? If you, if your budget depicts it, if you're a gamer or something like that, you already have a headset with a Absolutely. mic. Absolutely. Uh, for that matter, if your kids play games on Xbox or PlayStation, they probably already have a headset with a mic. Steal it from them. You've already paid for it. They probably um, know how to use the recording software also. Right. And then use the free recording software, right? Benacity. And then, so, okay. So then there's also, that. no, wait, there's also like, Anchor is like an app you can use on your phone or you can use it on the computer where you can create your own podcast and host it for you. Mm-hmm. You can use the there voice is, memos thing on your phone yeah, to record as you well. You can use that for recording. There's all kinds of other ones. You can record with like Skype, Zoom, if you're doing remote. It's not going to give you great quality, but, you know, better it's than It's not bad, depending on who yeah. recording. We Like for Indeed, we record 
my buddies all live in Boise. So we record through Skype and we clean up for that. So as he records. Well, Skype actually just had an update recently and the, the recording's a lot better. Yeah, and it helps. I mean, we use Google Plus too. When that was yeah. out and big, that worked well for our recording. Yeah, really hangouts. Had to. The hangouts. The other thing I get really a point out is you got to watch stagnation. Podcasting becomes stagnant really quick. After about 100 episodes, if you're not changing the format a little bit, I mean, if you're very into a niche, that's fine. But like the general podcast, a lot of us will start becoming very stagnant. That's why I kind of broke off with the sketchbooks, the rhythms. We did some audio dramas. Um, Mix it up a bit. Yeah. The audio dramas are fun. Greg Taylor from... uh, Oh, shoot. I'm trying to think of his podcast. He does the kind of golden old-time radio. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, phenomenal guy. I mean, Greg Taylor, look him up. You'll see it. He does the detective right. novels. Fantastic. We tried some of that. Right now, Keith, uh, a little over a year and a half ago, says, well, we're going to take a break with Indeed because we're going to go on 300 episodes. We're going to go ahead, and he wants to do the top 100 comedies according to the BBC. We're all going to watch them, and we're going to review them. Didn't you just do Airplane? Yeah. And, well, I'll, I'll tell you now. One, airplane. the British humor uh, they cover both the black, dark humor, the dry humor, and the somewhat ha-ha humor. Right. There were some movies that we were just like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> it, and it's dark humor. It's, right. I, mean, I do like some dark humor, but, yeah, we hit Airplane. We're actually in the top. We're finalizing the top six now. But we last year and a half, we've gone through all 100 movies. So what's number one? Number one is, which we'll get to it, is Annie Hill. Huh. Number one. That's not the Some one Some like that hot is number three. Number two was Dr. Strangelove. Oh, yeah, yeah. And number yeah, four is one of my favorites, Groundhog's Day. Oh, yeah, Groundhog's Day was brilliant. Yeah. And it's great. Some of these I got to watch with my so daughter. So Groundhog Day, when he has the same day and he goes back in time, he has to live it kind of like over yeah. and over and over again. Would you consider that the Back to the Future time travel model or the Terminator time travel model? Yeah, or is that's it the Groundhog its Day that's its time own. travel model? Because it's a time loop. That's he's right. Not, he's in a, he's like That's like more like the next generation. But is it a Star time Trek loop model. or is it a dream? This is getting a little nerdy offside. Yeah, though. time loop. I'm sorry. It's a time loop, and he breaks that loop when he finally gets to the key point he needed to get to. But he's made the changes to the original timeline based upon the last time he traveled. Because when he goes back, he resets Are you talking about everything. Looper? No, no. Nope. <laughs> no. We're still talking about Groundhog's Day. Oh, Groundhog. Stick with the program, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was, we were saying the word loop so many times. Though. It was loop, like, loop, oh, loop, is it Looper? Loop, loop, you know, where the guy Bruce Willis, don't has sue to us. not shoot himself. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Maybe some of us haven't seen that movie. Actually, I kind of like that movie. Anyway. We spoiled everything in the, in the show, but we're almost done with the top 100. We're going to finish up by the end of the year, and then we're probably going to go back to our format. Now, if we go to be a twitching one, we might, but I really like the podcast side of it. I use Podcast Addict on my phone to link up a lot of the shows, like Stuff You Missed in History Class, another one I'll give a shout out to. Great podcast. And Stick Well or Ladies of Elite is another podcast. Great gaming ladies and good stories. I prefer the podcast format. One, you record it, you clean it up, and you present it. Mm-hmm. And you can listen to it anywhere. Versus the Twitch version where it's live stream, but they don't really go back to clean anything up. So all the impurities of that stream will always be there if they even put it as a download because it's all video format. Right. And I think if you take it and run it with the podcast mentality and do your live recording for the reach because you'll get a lot of reach with Twitch, right? Do it for the the reach and then just make it a point to go back and actually clean it up and put it on your podcasting platform. Now, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, and maybe Twitch is not necessarily your target market, you can put, so you can shoot video while you record your podcast, Mm -hmm. right? Or you can record it, edit it after, or 
you can take your podcast and you can transcribe it with something like Headliner. Headliner is a piece of software. And turn it into a video and then upload it to like YouTube or, you know, Facebook or on the Facebooks, you know, Messenger, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. There's a lot of different TikTok's things. TikTok's too short. So what are some platforms that people can use to start getting their podcasting out? So there's the different, you know, there's Apple and then there's Google's yeah, well, you variation. Want iTunes, right? And yeah, Google I, I do. Well, the big thing is your RSS. It's that's your your kind of your key foundation. Get somebody in your group that can manage an RSS feed because that links to everything. And there's like Podcast Addict. We didn't apply for them. Right. They just found our feed and threw it onto their site. Mm -hmm. It's still a reach for us. We just pay, I think we pay like $9 a month or something for SoundCloud to host our SoundCloud is, it actually is really good. And then you can use, if you want a website to help for link, it's and have your show notes. You can do WordPress, which is what we use. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're we also too. part of vtwproductions.com. If you go to their site, our shows are hosted there and we actually host with them. So they hold all our shows on right. their database. So, so just to explain the kind of the technology behind it is an RSS feed is basically a text file that says this is where the actual sound file is located and these are the details about this episode and all of the episodes is in one file called an RSS feed and then the actual sound file itself is, has to be hosted somewhere. Yes. And the RSS feed says where that file exists. Exactly. And that's why if you're a business, just host it somewhere. Just pay. Pay that 20 bucks a month or whatever. It's more than worth it. Yeah. And then they'll give you a, a form where you fill out, like, what is the title of this episode? And what number is it? And you can mark it as explicit because Jeremy swears too much. <laughs> you know just what? Just kidding. I, I'm always the one who swears, but this time it was mm -hmm. you. So you're going to call me out on it? Yep. If we had a swear jar, I'd be able to finance a trip to Disneyland from you. Like, and that's not cheap. Just throwing that out there. I might have to go back and listen to more shows and start tallying that up. Do back it, in. please. Uh, we're going a dollar per curse word. Yeah, dollar per curse word. Mm -hmm. You are in trouble. It's at least a hundred bucks. Daddy's going to Disneyland. Because <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm just Boom, dollar per curse word. Damn. If we had a, never mind. Hey, did you ever stop. see that, that and at the, like the picture where they have the two jars and one is the swear jar and it's about a quarter full and the other jar is completely full and it's the live in the dream jar? Every time somebody uh, that, says live in I the would, dream. I would finance your trip to freaking Germany or something. Live in the dream. dream. Dollar. Nailed it. I say that entirely too much. Right. And that's so okay. Business podcast. Live in the dream. Let's say you're going to start one for your business, right? First step, going to need to get some mics, right? Or headset. Yep. You could just go to Amazon, type in podcasting mic, podcasting headset. Oh, yeah. Amazon will be your Lots friend. Trust of me. Reviews. If you're going to put money into it, get an Amazon account because you're going to buy a few things. Right. And don't go out and break the bank right off no. the bat. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't spend $1,000 on gear. Spend like, you know, if 100. you have two people, yeah, 100 bucks. bucks should be easy. Yeah. And then. Once you start making money out of it, once you start doing it more, you know, if you're two years in. Get a piece of software yeah. to record with. And. That could be a number of different kinds of software. And the easiest thing to do is just go Google it, right? See which software you're familiar with or that you already have. Mm -hmm. You probably have software already that will allow you to record yep. if you have Adobe Suite or something or you have a Mac or whatever it is, right? Yep. Now that you've got that part done, I mean, there's content and planning and stuff like that you can put in, but we're just talking about the technical aspects. Yeah, just technical. Mm -hmm. The next thing that you want to do is sign up somewhere to host it and then... You'll record your audio file, upload that to the hosting place, type in the information you need about, like, what's the name of your podcast, the episode and stuff. You usually have a photo that you upload with it or a logo, right? 
And then you're going to need to go out and find places to put your podcast after you've put that initial thing together. So when we upload ours to SoundCloud, it gives us a link that's an RSS feed link. It's just like a URL to a website would be. And then you go fill out a form on iTunes and like you could just Google it, right? How to get on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And then you fill out the form and paste in your RSS Burberry feed. Burberry is another one. Yeah, Burberry is mm-hmm. a yep. good one. Podbean, there's Podcorn. There's yes, all the pods. Yeah, all, everything that starts with pod on the internet basically <laughs> now. Tide and pod. Then, oh, wait, no, that ends. Yeah, <laughs> so like That's an Google has one. <laughs> Spotify has a form for you to fill out. Yes. Like I said, there's a whole bunch of them just... Where can I host or where can I launch my podcast? And you can get a list. Yeah. And you can find small uh, companies or groupings of people that you just, they already have that hosting set up. Like yeah. I did at VTW, applied to be a show for them. There's a whole bunch of yeah. podcasts about how to start podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's everywhere. Just have the passion to do it and have the, the more dedication to put regular shows out. After six months, you realize that the other thing you can do is also go to Patreon. Patreon is a beautiful little source of if people like what you put out, they will pay you for that, mm-hmm. which will help offset the cost. Just be open and honest when you need to use it for upgrade of equipment. For us, we don't use Patreon ourselves or indeed any revenue you get from like advertisements on the pod side and all that. We put out to different organizations. I usually use Indeed Funds for helping new artists on other Patreons. Right. Mm-hmm. Or we put out, my big thing is every year I know a lot of teachers, so I buy a little backpack full of stuff and give it out to them. Yeah. For a long time, we were very much a pie podcast because pie is truth. Right. And anyone geek out there will understand why I would say pie is truth and cake is a lie. But we were about giving out pies too for a long right. time when I was with Sherry's. So the foundation is passion, consistency, and if you start losing the passion for it, either switch up the podcast to give you a little bit of breather, because it's all right to take a breather, but you need a filler. Because if you go a month without putting out shows, you're going to lose subscriptions. And that's just the way of the market. They so we always other. record ahead. Right. You want a buffer. Yep. At least a couple of weeks of a buffer to build up. No different when you're being an artist or a musician. You want buffers to have releasement stuff out to, to actually continue that grab. Jonathan Coltrane had the uh, Song a Week project. Right. He did that for a while. And he had to create buffers because he was recreating the right. Song a Week. So we started, we recorded two episodes our first week, put one out. And the second week, we recorded two more, but we were still launching the one from the first week. That put us two ahead. Mm-hmm. And then we've stayed between two and four episodes ahead all the way until I had to go to a conference in New York. And then I went to Canada for two weeks. So we used up our three weeks ahead of podcasts we had. Now then we came back, back in. Now we're starting to catch up again. Yep. So. The buffer gets used. Well, that's why it's there. So you're listening to this is actually uh, in the future. And uh, future me, uh, don't be dumb. Please don't be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Three weeks from now, this will be out. Yeah, from when we record it. Three weeks. That's a long time. Well, so far in the future. Anyway, okay. Um, They're going to invent like a whole new platform somewhere by then. Yeah, probably. Hey, I, you know what? Being a marketing and, and SEO company that we are, we should mention the fact that podcasting is a fantastic way to grow your SEO for your company because you get put in the show notes. So all the time. So when you have a podcast and people could link to your podcast episode, or if you go on other people's podcasts, Mm -hmm. then those people put a link to your company in their show notes. And then that gets syndicated because your podcast goes out to all the different players. So now you're getting backlinks and mentions on all these other places, which 
does two things. Number one, you get backlinks, right, which are good for you, good for your search engine optimization, but also you get what's called prominence. Prominence is how many mentions of your company are there on the internet. Mm-hmm. And the more mentions of your company there are, the more your search rank improves. Oh, so yeah. It improves your prominence. And Google starts to like you. That's right. What? Google doesn't like anybody. The Google's and the Bing and... You, you bring in cash, Google likes you. You bring <laughs> in true. clicks, Google likes you. Well, fine. All right. So getting started with a podcast is not as hard as it seems. It's just having the dedication, taking the time to do your research and have something interesting to talk about. Now, it doesn't have to be interesting for the masses. It has to be interesting for you and the people that you talk to because somebody else out there is bound to be interested in the same thing. It could be industries. Right. Industry specific works as well. I probably don't want to listen to the manufacturing standards podcast, but I bet you there's a lot of people who would. So there you have it. It's as easy as that, right? So, Chris, thank you for joining oh, us. definitely. And I look forward to uh, geeking out on some more of your podcasts because who doesn't want to hear and about we'll the top And we'll link to it in the show movies. notes. And it is. It's, improve your SEO. It's indeedpodcast.wordpress.com for those of you that don't know. Thank you again for joining us. Matt, thank you as always for being here and right sidetracking here. us. And we will see the rest of you on the next episode. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt Rouse and Jeremy Markoff. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we talk with Coach Carmen about pursuing your passion and building a brand. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.